to another episode of the Marvel Guys Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jordan, and on my left is my co-host, Spencer. Hey, how's it going, everybody? We are going to be discussing the topic at hand, Moon Knight, the current show on Disney Plus and the exciting Egyptian uh, story arc of Mark Spector. And we're kind of we're, we're going to get into a recap of the first two episodes. And we're also going to take you into all the places that we want to discuss, which involves where do we think they're going with this? What is our opinions of what we've seen so far? Uh, what is the end game for uh, Moon Knight and where this series will evolve into other topics and shows? And so we're just going to kind of fill you in with our thoughts of everything so far and where we think this is going to take us. So starting with how has it been so far for you? I know I've really enjoyed this this mm. show. We've talked a little bit off camera um, or off air about our interest level. I, I know it's high, but can you kind of orate where your head's at as far as this first episode and then into the second that we've now covered so far i um i've loved it so far we we did talk on previous episodes like way before moon knight came out like this was my most uh like desired uh series like this was the one that i was really wanting to see the most and so far it really hasn't disappointed um i know a lot of people were kind of confused or like you know kind of like what is going on with this thing you Count know but <laughs> yeah i uh i was all in before it even started and then episode one i was like oh this is gonna be amazing and uh you know it's one of those things i think if you know and it kind of sounds really weird but i mean if you know the character going into it and you have some sort of background with the character i think you kind of enjoy that first episode a little more if you have no baseline for the character and you watch episode one you're like um what is this <laughs> like you know it's very confusing and very interesting and it's very much once again just like all these other shows something that marvel really hasn't done before was there something that stuck out to you in that first episode where you thought hmm this is interesting or they're doing this or, you know, Oh, I really like that. They're going with this, you know, story. What, yeah. What kind of jumped out to you? Because I didn't have any predispositions as far as moon Knight goes. And I was just kind of watching with wide eyes, very interested, but there wasn't any particular thing I was pointing at. So what was that for you? So coming from a comic background with moon Knight there are more than two personalities that he's kind of dealing with, I think at some point. And, uh, Mark Spector, Stephen Grant are two of them, but there's another, uh, Jake Lockley, I think his name is, or something like that. It's like a cab driver. Um, and so I felt like the way that they condensed it down into just the two and then also changing the, uh, Stephen Grant character because Stephen Grant in the comics is like a billionaire kind of a person and I felt like them changing that because I mean what movie just came out superhero wise that is like kind of taking the country by storm right now there's already been that kind of conversation since Moon Knight became a thing in Marvel Comics that he's basically just Marvel's version of Batman but I feel like them changing that Stephen Grant character uh, to not be this like billionaire guy, um, I think that was the perfect decision, in all honesty, because I think it's added so much more to it, and it's also like kind of straight away from making any kind of comparisons. That's so. interesting, and it's funny that you say that because, I mean, off the top of my head, what m- most of Marvel's superheroes are either billionaires incredibly rich from something or like powerful within their fields. Mm-hmm. And then there's this guy that just yeah. lives in London. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So we haven't really like Shang Chi maybe was the first like 
everyman like kind of dude was just a valet driver but he also had he had a past like yeah. family history yeah of like owning not owning but like <laughs> being kind of in control of powers beyond this world so mm-hmm. yeah have That's interesting. I, I'm I'm struggling to. I mean, Doctor Strange was a really well say, off rich doctor. I mean, yeah, you could say Captain America, I guess, because he started from the bottom. That's but then true. he got the serum. But then he was on ice for seventy years. So. Right, Captain America is probably the one. Yeah, he's I mean, probably you know, the Sam. But we're we're getting pretty thin here yeah i mean that's there's not very many that are like this and the story of mark specter is just it's interesting it's kind of a. I mean you can kind of look at it how you want to it is i mean it's superhero stuff so it's all far-fetched but like his story is really cool because he's like a mercenary that is on the verge of death in the desert and is approached by khonshu to like you know live on as his avatar and you know it's just a really cool story but the the whole uh split personalities with him and steven are comical at times but like also very very cool and serious like once again the batman thing like had steven grant been a billionaire and not you know some dude working at a museum who has no friends has no kind of social skills uh like had he been that billionaire and then you see that scene where moon knight is like destroying like that's totally a batman scene in that moment like the darker side of a batman scene is that right there in the little bathroom where he's beaten down like that wolf or whatever it was the jack the hound yeah so yeah it was it was just i i love what they've done with steven grant so far i'll say that that's good and and i think billionaire problems are just different than like every man problems uh, yeah i think it's it's probably easier to tell this story from the side of the guy who's got nothing to lose mm-hmm. rather than the guy that has everything to lose because we've seen that story so many times yeah um so yeah i'm I'm very interested in seeing kind of where they go with that do you think we're going to get um a backstory within Kanshu and mark yeah like the desert scene and things like that yeah i think we will because i think that's where it's going uh because you're talking about how there's like with steven there's no uh how would you say there's really like no consequences to to per se like he's just kind of caught in between he doesn't really know what's going on but with mark he's got like so much to lose because once Kanju's done with him like his girlfriend now becomes his avatar so now she's stuck to him yeah and that was mentioned in episode two yeah so now it's like oh this is like a different layer and this is adding to it and once again it's like Marvel takes these characters that you know we know or barely know like uh this Arthur whatever I can't remember his last name uh he had like one maybe like two appearances in the comics ever and he's now cool he's villain. a really cool villain. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a fan of this guy. Uh, and they've changed things up and made him much better. Uh, and that's what they do. This is what Marvel does. They do this very well. They'll yeah. take something that is lesser known, change it up a little bit, make it cool, and there you go. I love how they're playing with time. Yeah. And they've shown us they can do that with Loki. Um, but also um, my favorite thing now that you said that because it goes along with like the time thing is actually reflections um, because that is that seems to be kind of a theme at least in episode one it was that reflections were a theme of what's going on uh, because obviously when he is Steven and he sees his reflection Mark is on the other side Uh when you're looking at certain scenes where he's standing and there's a water image, it's flipped. It's not entirely true. Right, uh, right. The reflections, actually, the juxtaposition of Arthur and Mark, like, that's it's really cool because it, it ties into the moon because that's what the moon is. It's a reflector. It's not something that emits light. It just reflects it. So... 
yeah, it's just all these little things, all these little details. They're they're doing very well and like sprinkling it in. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and I, I mentioned it in our preview of you know of this entire idea that Egyptian themes do really well mm. um, in general in our society. That they're very interesting, and it it provides something that is very mysterious that we still don't have a lot of answers for when it, when it relates to the an- ancient Egyptian ways and, and architecture and things like that. And to this day, we're still kind of just blown away by some of the stuff that they were able to create back then. Mm-hmm. So getting this imagery and this story and, and how it, it ends is uh, the second episode where it looks like they're in Egypt now. Uh, it, it's, such a cool thing that separates you from you know you have wakanda you have new york you have san francisco yeah we're like at the pyramid of giza now you know like yeah. we're, we're creating a bigger open world for marvel and the places you can go with this with moon knight in the story is so fun to think about it really is because you've now you know, we've like you said, we've seen New York, we've seen Wakanda, we're we're in Egypt now, uh, we've seen space, uh, probably Atlantis sometime in this in the future. Right. Um, so like it's it's really it's an awesome time right now, I feel like. You know, there's been like chatter that I've heard and you know, from various people that are just like, Oh, well I don't know if Marvel can even really do anything after in game, you know, like no more Tony Stark, no more, you know, Steve Rogers. That's like the the core guys. And it's like, uh it's about to get crazy. This guy's fascinating. Like, yeah. I it, really like this character this already. This is awesome. Yeah. Like already. Yeah. And this is just one. I'm in. This is just one. There's so many more to come. Like we're we're just like barely scratching the surface of what we're about to get. You know, because we're starting over again and we're creating this new landscape where there's a multiverse and there's even more madness out there, which that's and hilarious. No more Avengers but either. So yeah. it's like uh, everybody's got their own thing going on. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very fun. It's, it's a very fun time, I think, to be a Marvel fan. And, you know, you can like certain things and like certain and not like certain things. But the way that these are all tying in, He's it's so cool. incredible. And Moon Knight is... It's going to be curious. I'm going to be curious as to see like who he ties in with or what this sets right. up. I think there's potential, you know, for somebody like Blade or, um, uh, you know, it, it, there's so many different things that they could do. They could do. I, I saw somebody mention uh, Dr. Doom at some point and that's all thought that was, carrot. yeah, that's always the one. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm so locked in on this show. Uh, and to be honest, you know, even with Loki, uh, which I think was probably the best Marvel series we've seen so far. It's off to a good start. Moon Knight is off to, I think, an even little bit of a better start for me personally. Uh, once again, like my own opinion. But They just keep upping the ante. Yeah. And what's great is that it's not even really an intentional thing. They just mm-hmm. have different directors creating these stories. Mm-hmm. And so they're getting better as they learn more, you know, about their characters and what they're doing with them. And I think we often discuss what like makes a great hero and why we like heroes. And I think typically it kind of comes down to like, what are their flaws and what do they stand mm-hmm. for? Yeah. Um, Steven's an incredibly flawed character and the, the difficulty is a lot of his flaws that we are able to see come from something he can't control. Yeah. Which is like a, a pure story arc mm-hmm. of like, cause sometimes you get these characters that just keep getting in their own way and they keep screwing up and it almost makes you dislike them. Cause you're like, okay, nobody's this dumb, mm-hmm. you know, just go to like, like if he were to like skip that date from episode one and you're just like, you just blew it, you know, but no, like <laughs> yeah. he was off like fighting a, a yeah. Mark and away didn't and didn't even know what time it was and didn't know it was a different day. And yeah, you're just like constantly rooting for him because he keeps uh, be- yeah. be- being 
taken away from his priorities in his life that he doesn't even seem we're at like two episodes in it and he's already like suicidal like he's like yeah i'm going to throw myself in prison for the rest of my life just to get rid of this this halfway you know being that's that's taking over my body yeah and it's just it's very interesting and i really like how we're getting this mesh of the two very slowly like it's like they're fighting each other and slowly he's trying to make them coexist and you got the the funny scene where he like summons the suit but it's a suit <laughs> yeah. instead of a, a super suit yeah um, that's really cool and uh and then he you know punches him and and he's like oh i maybe got this thing figured out and then just gets like tackled immediately <laughs> so like he's slowly going through this um phase where he's fighting off mark less and trying to discover more of his own like history and meaning Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, it, it, this doesn't bother me because I don't see this as a spoiler, um, but with your comic background on this character, uh, is it ultimately something he seeks, uh, a mutual partnership between the two, or is he still just trying to end this uh, contract that he has, or Mark is trying to end the contract while Steven's really just trying to get back to his normal life? Like, what's there is what is a- his goal there? There is a certain thing that, like, like we were talking, I talked about, like, the Jake Lockley character earlier. Um, there really isn't, like, a sense of control between them. But, like, there's certain clues that the, that the other could leave behind for the other, if that makes sense. Like, because the Jake Lockley character, the Stephen Grant character, the Mark mm-hmm. Spector character, they're all completely different. One's a cab driver, one's a billionaire, one right. is a former mercenary. So it's like, as a cab driver, he has access to insider information on the street level side of things. Mm-hmm. As a billionaire, he has access to the Tony Sarks of the world and like whoever else, Reed Richards. Uh, not that they really crossed over that much, but it's like kind of like implied or inferred, you know what I mean? Like, cause he's in that stature of a person. And then as the Mark Spector character, it's obviously like that's the one that's tied to Conchu. That's the one that's, you know, just like this crazy combat specialist. Mercenary, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's parts in the comics where like, you know, uh, you might have like the Mark Spector character or whoever it was that was like locked in an insane asylum, you know, and... This can't is the get same out. body we're talking about. Yeah. So it's like, it's really crazy. Like he'll turn into so Moon Knight confusing. and break out. And, and then come back. Yeah. And it's like, what? where are we at? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I was no, saying because it's like. What a crazy comic that would be. To it see is. see that on pages. It is. And it's hard to remember. <laughs> Very hard, hard to, to remember. follow for a little bit. Yeah. It, because that's what I was kind of saying like but way before. uh because we didn't really do like a preview episode of for this, but we talked Not about it enough. We, we talked about yeah. it a lot. And one of those things that I said, like, is to like be prepared for this because it's like Inception meets you did Str- Shutter Island. Yeah. That's because right. Shutter Island yeah, has I did a similar not premise. Know what you were talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what the heck does that mean? Yeah. It, um, how can so you explain it until you see it? You really can't. You can't. You can't. And because that's the same thing with Shutter Island. When that movie came out, you could well, not st- explain that movie <laughs> until you see it and then see it again and again because you're like, what? Like the dude goes off, does his things, and then freaking Mark like locks his feet back into his chains mm-hmm. in bed for Steven to wake up too. It's almost like. Well, it's like he doesn't want Steven to know that this was his life. And he's trying to help him in his best interest because it actually serves Mark more. It's crazy though. Yeah. That does like it makes sense, but it yeah. also makes no sense. It it makes sense to a manic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's what they're playing. Yeah. So like when you get to that scene where he where like you kind of discover that like Mark had uh come back in and like had, you know, done all this crazy stuff, locked his foot back in the thing, and it's like two days later. If you look at that scene kind of closely, like there's no signs for Steven to be even knowledgeable that that's even a thing because like, well, 
it's not like Mark is like completely locked out of this apartment. He doesn't have a key to, you know what I mean? Like if he's coherent enough, which he is, he'll just unlock the door, open it up, put the tape back on. Uh, <laughs> Nothing. Put got more me sand. Than the tape. Yeah. What's the tape gonna do? Yeah. It, it, it well, it's a thing. Because it maybe stop uh, me from leaving because I'm too lazy. Well, <laughs> but well, a super strange. When you think about it, though, Stephen doesn't know that this alternate personality thing is a thing. Mm-hmm. So his his thoughts are that I'm sleepwalking, and those are sa- those are things that you would do masking to figure tape. out if you're sleepwalking. Or painter's or not. tape, not even yeah. masking tape. Because that would be telltale signs of okay, I've been sleepwalking. Like put the sand around your bed chain your freaking ankle to a beam okay. in your apartment put so, the masking tape on the door quick q and a that you think the sand is nothing but a, a something to deter him from sleepwalking or do you think there's something more to that sand being placed around the bed i think it's kind of ironic that it's sand but i think it's just because of the sleepwalking thing so because if he sees his own footprint in the sand, he'll be like, oh, I was sleepwalking. Because, oh. yeah, because Stephen That's Grant has sand, no idea. Though. You'd think like baby powder or something would be That's the thing, less. though. Is it's kind of hilarious that it's sand because well, it's tied to a character from... The thing that yeah. made me think that could be something else is that when he kills the the jackal in the street or whatever that one was, it dissolves into sand. Yeah. So I was wondering, maybe he, like, something tried to kill him in his sleep and he just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. took him out and now there's sand around his bed or something. I don't know, but he would probably wake up wondering what the heck is the sand doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he's just hard to read. So I didn't, I wasn't sure. It It's yeah. a wild character. It really is. It's, it's so interesting. We've, we really haven't seen anything like this. And like, he's not a vegan because Mark's not a vegan. Does Mark eat? No, uh, <laughs> I mean, he would eat, but I'm like, so you know, he would be a, Oh That's the funny gosh. thing too is that Mark is not vegan, but Stephen is. That's what I'm saying. Like Stephen's like, not vegan. Stephen's not Mark vegan because isn't. Mark isn't. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's well, it's a anymore, very. I guess he ate the well done steak. Welcome oh, to my welcome gosh. to carnivore yeah. land. Dude eats yeah. a well done steak. Yeah. I can't blame him though. That guy was so confused. Yeah. I felt so bad for him. Yeah. I, she honestly. was pretty bad too, and I was like, <laughs> "Good for you, Stephen. Like yeah. you are a screw up, and you somehow got a date with her." Which, by the way. What is Mark doing macking on girls when he's supposed to be fighting for Kansu? Hmm. Like, hmm, yeah. What is he doing? Come on, Mark. Well, he Eyes has, on the prize. He has relationships before Kansu. That's he was like cheating. Uh, Ducamp, by the way. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's absolutely true. Cheating. Absolutely true. Uh, but cheating on his diet too. <laughs> yeah. Got steaks. But there was the thing with the phone. If you look through there, uh, it's like all the, the, the girlfriend's name, and then there's one that's Ducomp. Yeah, I that's, saw that. That's his partner from when he was a mercenary. Wait, so how's that pronounced? Ducomp? I thought it was... Duchamp? The champ. The champ. The champ. The champ is here. I was like, hmm, <laughs> who's he calling? Yeah, he's calling John Cena. Braun Strowman character or something. <laughs> I was... Com- okay, so the phone is like the big Q&A. Cause I, dude, I still don't know what happened the first two episodes, but I love it. It's mm-hmm. just like fascinating. And I know by the time the series is over, it's going to wrap up in a bow tie. Mm-hmm. Um, Not a bow tie, a ribbon. So the phone, the missed calls. Mm-hmm. But the chair to access the thing that has the phone. What's going on there? Why is he not answering the phone? Mark. Um, is he unable to because he was, get up and answer he the was, phone? No. <laughs> not Mark. He's Steven. He was looking for that oh, like tracker confused. device, the the thing. It's like a little beetle. The, the, I can't remember the what scarab. they called it. Scarab. Yeah. Uh, he, was, he was looking for that Hand while also. Tower. Yeah. That, on top of trying to make sure that Steven is in the right places at the right times. Wait a second. So it's like he's doing oh too much. Oh, God, he's my brain hurts. Yeah. So they live together. Steven and I'm Mark? I'm assuming. No, Mark and the girl? Layla. Layla? Because she was like, you've been gone for however many months, she said, or whatever, mm-hmm. or weeks, which would imply that he was somewhere else before. I would assume that... Well, I guess uh, you don't technically know this answer because we don't know it yet, but... Yeah, I would assume that what she's talking about is uh, Mark going on because uh, he's a mercenary, mm-hmm. and it was obviously they were on a, a similar job together with Ducomp and her, and they were looking for the scarab, 
my assumption is that he went rogue and went to do it alone, almost died. That's how he came across Khonshu, became, you know, Moon Knight. She probably, she knows about Moon Knight. Like, she knows about his, you know, tie-in with Khonshu. But, like, I would assume that he kind of is, like, hunting for the scarab on his own because he doesn't want her tied to Khonshu anymore because he knows what that contract is. So he's kind of doing his own thing to try to protect her, if that makes sense. So I'm I'm throwing out an early prediction of this seems like a season two kind of a show. Possibly. That's just where I'm – the second he said Layla's my next – Moon Knight person I'm like oh uh, They see, just gave us the next one No I don't think it's that way I think, think so? um, uh, I think that they're I mean they're not gonna just like use Oscar Isaac for like one season or two Seasons and then just throw it away and give it to somebody Else I think he's locked into this for the long Term so I think that what they'll do at the End is he'll do Everything that Conchu asks him to do They'll defeat Arthur And uh he'll like kind of it's kind of like the contract renewal <laughs> you know what i mean like they'll he'll just be like no or something either that or he'll be like no leave let me be your avatar like basically like forever that way no one else is burdened with it that way no one else you mm-hmm. know is tied to it i don't have to keep doing this like hiding stuff from her so you don't see any passage of the torch no nothing it's like way that. too soon for well, that I didn't mean to imply that he would be hanging it up, but that perhaps over a second season we would be seeing the evolution from him to her in mm-hmm. that specific role. Yeah. I, I don't know the backstory of this guy, so I don't know if there's multiple levels of this thing. I don't know if there's multiple deities that take possession of people. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, because there's two that we already see right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the, the bad bad one you know the one that's being portrayed as bad in this um it was on what is it amit okay yeah yeah so she's she's like the decider of your fate she's like minority report yeah egyptian style this is probably the coolest part of this that i really have enjoyed because it ties into thanos in a weird way right uh because it was kind of a comical throwaway line, but there were people that were talking about it. Now that time travel is a thing, now that the multiverse is a thing, they were like, oh man, like, would you go back in time and just kill baby Thanos? You know? And just be off with it, knowing that that's what his purpose would be. Right. And it's kind of a weird thing, because it's like, hmm, who are you to be that person? You know? And Why then you're being she possess like, Thanos? Yeah, I know. Instead of the old guy who puts his shoes on with glass. <laughs> yeah. She could have eliminated all the bad. That's the interesting thing, too, is that these gods are kind of bound to Earth. So, like, oh, that's true. they're not, like, really, like, god gods, if that makes sense. Like, they're not Erisham or, yeah. Uh, you know, even Thanos is, like, half. Their power's limited. Yeah. And their scope is limited. I'm very excited to see if we get to those tombs and we get to see these mm-hmm. Egyptian deities mm-hmm. in their forms. I, I think mean, we will. I think we will because I, I dude, think that, I don't oh, that's even, where we're going. I have no clue what that would even look like. Yeah. And I'm excited to find out because like. Well, you got a sense of what Kanchu looks like and you got a sense right. of how terrifying that can be. That's true. So like imagine one of the bigger gods, you know, like. Right, right, right. Uh I can't think of names right now, but yeah. yeah there's, there's, there's like nine. Ra? Or is that just Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> Winged dragon of Ra. <laughs> Exodia is going to appear. Exodia yeah. might be real. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's. I, I think that's kind of where it could be going, too. If it's a season two, we could see something like the girlfriend becomes possessed by another god. Like yeah, he staves I off. definitely see that. You know what I mean? Like he like makes the deal with Kanchu, like, all right, it's just me and you. And then... The girlfriend end up, ends up being the avatar for someone else. You didn't read the fine print. Yeah, yeah. I'm bringing my homie. Yeah. You got somebody yeah. else. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing, too, is that these gods are, like, against each other. That's what, I right. think that's really cool, too, because it ties into our our own discussions of, like, whether these things are good or bad. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, would you... And they choose avatars. Yeah. Which like, is cool. 
would you choose to kill like a five-year-old kid knowing in 30 years he would do this or that you know yeah like it's such an interesting it's a moral question yeah yeah i mean it's not legal but like no it's but also we don't have this power if we did Mm. have this power there's a good chance i would assume that we would use that in some capacity like the like minority report yeah um but i don't know we'll we'll see we'll see down the line but i i really enjoy how these people put well it's it's like being on the inside of here's what i relate this to let's say you are you don't believe in God, you know God, okay? You know God, and you know that the pastors that work at a church or whatever are the only ones that can speak with them. Right. That's our lens in this TV show because yeah, we can see the invisible people mm-hmm. and these people that are responding to a cult leader <laughs> are hoping that this is the truth, that this guy is is the guy. Yeah. That is being summoned and being, yes, he, he shows a power of like death and killing people, but there's probably ways around that in the real world where you could instantly kill people um, with your hands and stuff. But th- they are, they're showing a faith, but we get to see the curtain pulled back immediately. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting to see how people are reacting to We're kind him. of, yeah, we're like non-biased observers. Yeah. We just know the answer already. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. It's kind of fascinating. Yeah. So, so we would way, technically be like the aliens that are observing us in outer space. Right. But <laughs> like, also like if you did this like, on, on Earth and you were just like a hundred, like there's no more belief anymore. Like you, you're homies with God mm-hmm. and you just watch Earth. It would be a really interesting case study. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's where we're at with this show. Yeah. And, true. and yeah, people would look insane. Yeah. And absolutely. Because you'd be like, why aren't you like going to church you don't yeah you don't yeah. understand right. like you don't you don't get you it gotta get in the club yeah you know? yeah so it's really just a fascinating subject and this the fact that egyptian stories and and symbols are going to be used to tell this it, it gives them i mean this is a religious story yeah but they're using egyptian lore to tell it and i think what's really cool them, there's two things that to add to that too. One's kind of silly and goofy. One's actually kind of more serious. But the more serious one being like that that topic of more the morality and the decision making. This is something that, while it's being told in a different way, has been told throughout different movies already in Marvel, and I think that gets lost. How many people said that Eternals sucks, and Eternals was horrible? They're basically talking about the same things that Tony Stark and Steve Rogers were talking about in like Age of Ultron. That's the same premise of would you protect or would you abide by the rules set before you? You know, it's the same thing. It's just told in a different lens. Preventative measures versus reactive measures. Exactly. And that's what the Eternals movie was. Um, And we're seeing it here too where it's like this issue has come up and it's like, man, like, you know, it's not like Arthur's or, or Amit is entirely wrong, but it's also right, like, it's, eh, it's just kind of weird. Well, and Arthur's know. been there. Mm-hmm. Arthur saw it from the mercenary side where they were bashing people's heads in and shooting them and like bloodily, bloodly, whatever the word is, Bloody? gruesomely killing people that were bad people proven uh, in what they did, which is what Mark does. But then there's Amit and now current Arthur who just like slowly take the life, you know, peacefully away from a human that one day will do something we think bad. Mm-hmm. And so there's both sides. It, you do get to play a side just like with Thanos. Yep. Um, it's very similar. Just like with um, Captain America and, and Tony Winter soldier um all, all these things i mean there's a side to every character story versus a villain or you know a good and good and good guy going against each other mm-hmm. it's it's great i mean marvel does just a really good job of giving you two fuzzy options and going choose. yeah yeah basically that's what they do that's really well and and loki too 
Loki as know. well. Loki. Um, and uh, he who shall not be named. What's his name? He who remains. He who remains. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Short version. Uh, yeah. It's just it's it's fascinating. And then the other thing that I was thinking of that's kind of silly and like oddly like ironic. Because we're getting into this place where the multiverse is a thing and you're hearing all of these reports of people that played past characters and past iterations of things that aren't even tied to the MCU uh, saying, oh, I would love to come back and play. Like, what's his name? James Marsden. And he's like, oh, I'd love to be Cyclops again. Like, I would totally do it if I was allowed to. And and, and stuff like that. And it's like, wow, that's you know, we we could be seeing stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Like we definitely could maybe not get obviously a movie, but we would maybe could get like a Hugh Jackman cameo as Wolverine, like somewhere down the line. Uh, and what I think is really hilarious though, is that they've chosen Oscar Isaac to be Moon Knight, who is now in Egypt where in the past iteration, Oscar Isaac was apocalypse who was summoned in Egypt. <laughs> so, Right. I think that's really cool. It's very interesting. That is interesting. There's a lot of a lot of connective tissue in this. There really is. Like it's it, it's universe. it's getting crazier and crazier as we go on. So yeah, and we th- we used the first episode to really kind of get to know Stephen, um, and some of the small things that stood out to me that I kind of am always looking with a, a critical eye um, is that relationship with his mom is there's something weird to it. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not sure exactly what it is. It does seem like she never answers the phone. He's just straight up talking to her voicemail and in some weird sick way, my brain, and this is not true. It is not what's going to happen, but my brain is like somehow was he leaving all those voicemails on his own phone that's not hit it's like yeah no but whatever no um, that's a that's a very it, it, it's it's weird thing. like that's something that can happen yeah it, it's just like these things are, are popping <laughs> in my brain yeah um, the fish the fish regrowing its fin was obviously quite odd except we were told by the person at the the fish place that, that he came in and got a new fish what ha- what happened to the old fish like there's yeah. a lot of well weird I mean, stuff going on Think about that too. That's one of those instances where it's like Mark Spector is just too busy. Is He's he doing fish? way too many things. Seafood? No, it's just the the thing of him being gone and then coming back and being like, "Oh, this Didn't goldfish is fish? dead," uh. <laughs> and then having to get a new one, but then not realizing that, "Oh, Stephen's obsession with this fish, he fish, fish, he realizes that there's only one fin on it." And he just replaced it with a fish that has two fins. So he's going to be like, wait, what a minute. Wait a he minute. He overlooked the yeah. fin. He overlooked it. He said, look yeah. at the stupid fish. Oh, Stephen's going to care about the fish. Yeah, okay, he doesn't Let me go care. get a new fish. Oh, <laughs> this is a better fish. He's got two <laughs> fins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it's, I, there's going to be, I think we're at a point now where that's kind of a thing that's kind of come and gone, unfortunately. I, I would have, that's the one thing I wish we could have had a little bit more of is those kind of uh, interactions between the characters without them actually interacting. Like I could have, I, I, I kind of wish episode two was a little bit more like episode one because I feel like the pacing of this is a, a bit fast actually uh, because now we're at a point where like they're like kind of understanding of each other. Like, Steven knows about Mark. Mark knows, obviously, about Steven. Like, he's already known about Steven. But it's like they're really confronting each other. And now we're at a point where Mark has control. And I don't know. I would I, I kind of wanted a little bit more of that, like, you know, Steven waking up in a different place, not knowing what's going on, kind of a storytelling thing that we saw in episode one. I think he could have used that maybe a little bit more. But... So far, it's just been so, so yeah. good. It's I, It's been really hard to find any kind of flaw. The optimism me. in me wonders if maybe they did have more of that getting to know the character, oopsie-daisy kind of stuff happening, and they were like, we just have too much story to tell. Yeah, and too much ground so to cover. That, that would be good. The fact that we're already in Egypt and second episode just ended, mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited about. feels like that would almost be like a three-and-a-half yeah. episode for the previous series so we may be further along or this may be a slow episode yeah 
And something to point out too is if you go back and rewatch like I did, we've seen almost every single I thing that was from the trailer. I rewatched already. The first one, I noticed that. Yeah. We my like, mom wanted to watch the trailer and I was like, We've seen everything except for like the mirror kick. And then the mirror kick happened in the yeah. second episode. And I'm yeah. Like, like we've already oh. we have four episodes left and we don't have anything. We got nothing. So like this is very unprecedented because almost every other series we've kind of been waiting for this thing to happen or that thing to happen that we've seen from the trailer. There's like nothing from the trailer that we haven't seen already. So this is very cool. Um and once again it's just it's it's ex- very 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 exciting. Uh of course, yeah, we do have like four episodes left, so we have like what one more month with this character, which would be I'm looking bad. at my calendar in just a second. Uh one, two, three, four. Oh, it aligns perfectly that the last episode of Moon Knight will be the same week that uh Doctor Strange releases in theaters. That so to keep happening. Yeah. They they have this thing down very well. So trying to remember oh willie nelson willie nelson the the gold dude that's willie nelson, yeah right? i'm not tripping no uh it's just some gold dude no i'm not saying it is willie nelson i'm saying he's dressed up as willie nelson right oh i don't know i don't think he is really why would willie nelson be in london well no no street performers paint their their bodies gold and, and um silver and then act like statues to get money I, I figured it was just Willie that he was talking to. I don't know. It's, it, it's a guy. It's a street performer that he's talking to on the bench. Yeah. I, I thought it was Willie Nelson. Um, I'm glad that you brought that up, though, because that's another really interesting thing about Steven. Like, the only like conversations that he has are, uh, like, people either with back. his boss or people <laughs> that don't talk back. Yeah. So, once again, it kind of shows the isolation of the character because Mark is in control of everything that he's doing without even being in control of what he's doing. That's so crazy. So crazy. I get the feeling this show is going to end with him talking to that, that gold Willie Nelson or whatever he is. <laughs> like the, the last scene. Like that's going to be our uh, jet ski. Oh, with, my with gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we wow. never got that, though. Yeah, we didn't get it. But there's a second season and he's going to be a part of it. So Yeah. We Hopefully get we get jet the jet ski. ski. Um, was there anything else in episode two that stuck out to you? Because this, I don't think, was quite as memorable as the first episode. However, no, it got you involved. I, I was really interested because when Arthur was like, he can make a lot of wind, he can move a lot of things, but that's all he can do. He can't touch you. He can't touch me unless you do something. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh. I kind of like this guy. <laughs> like yeah. Arthur's trying to trying to persuade me here. Yeah. And then you see the community and you're like utopia. It's that whole utopian thing that a lot of cult, exactly cult leaders use. Yeah. And obviously it it came crashing down um because everybody he noticed everybody started looking at him and oh my god they're going to attack me. <laughs> um but that was very interesting how Arthur's like don't worry about it. He can't do anything to you. Like you are the avatar. And if you don't fold here, we're all good. And Mm -hmm. it ultimately led to a fight and everything. And now he has the scarab. Um, Well, the thing that's the most interesting about Arthur in that scene is the idea that he is his own person. mm -hmm. Stephen Grant's not his own person. Stephen Grant, from what we know is just a facade of a like character that's been created by Mark Spector. It seems Uh, that has this like split personality disorder. uh, And so there's really no control. So like the only, the only thing that would make like, like the reason that Arthur sounds logical in that uh, conversation is what I'm trying to get at is that it's because he's the only one that hears the voice from Amit. Like, whereas Mark Spector hears the voice from Khonshu, but so does Stephen Grant. Right. And Stephen Grant has no idea what's going on. So it's like, you know, obviously, like, if if Arthur's having that conversation with Mark Spector, it's a very short conversation, you know what I mean? Because they're both on the same, you know, level of of knowledge of what their God wants. 
or who's right and who's wrong. Whereas with Stephen Grant, it's like he's completely in the dark. So it's like he's it's it, you're you're seeing it from his perspective as like oh Arthur seems to really know what's going on and like he's very much in control of the situation, but in reality it's like mm, it's like fifty fifty. <laughs> I'm wondering what this is gonna look like when they because in the second episode they basically said we've got a beat him to the tomb i guess because yeah. we no longer have like indiana jones style scarab right <laughs> so i wonder how long it takes us to get to that point mm-hmm. um very curious to see but i do know that there's another character coming and unfortunately it's uh i don't even know how much of an impact this character is gonna have but uh, I do remember hearing the story that like after everything had wrapped up with Moon Knight as far as filming and editing and all of that, uh, the person who was playing the character unfortunately like died in a accident. Oh, that's right, a skiing I accident. About that. Yeah, and he's also like, I've seen some stuff that he was in. Like, uh, I was really big into like the Hannibal movies, and he played in like Hannibal Rising, I think it was, which was like the prequel to all of those. And he did a phenomenal job in that. And I was like, really? So, like, there's stuff that I've seen him in that I've been like, wow, like, this guy's pretty good did as they an actor. But, like, film with him? Or, yeah, he's got a role in the show. I just don't know exactly what the extent of the role was. Um, I've heard it was like a villain character, but okay. That makes sense, too, because with four episodes left of them already in Egypt, it's like, mm, something's yeah. going to happen. So, I wonder if they were able to complete everything with him. Yeah, I think they were because everything had wrapped up and it was like no this happened in like January. So like by that point, pretty much everything's, you know, pretty much wrapped up. So, but yeah, it does suck. It's horrible. Hopefully it was a, a small role for the sake of the TV show, I suppose. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. Um, is there a, I know you brought up Dr. Doom, but is there a, a villain or a character in general that you see in the somewhat near future that may impact this this franchise i know we're two episodes in but mm, I, blade blade's the one that the really one that i think out. pops up stands out uh blade uh you could say somebody like daredevil uh just because those are characters that are kind of tied together anyways um but dude, there's there's a lot of different things. There's a lot of different ways you can go about this. Like as far as like I can't think what you're kind of kind of getting at in a in a different way is like in credit scene or something like that. What what it leads to could be you know because yeah, I mean Blade would be one, but uh, a lot of people believe that we've already had a Blade in credit scene with the Eternals. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean Doom. There's there's so many options on the floor. It's like, what what could it be? They're not on the table. You know, they're, they're on the floor. They're, are, are on they're the so, table. My bad. No, there's they're, so many just, options. They don't even fit they, on the table. Yeah, they're, it, <laughs> the table is gone. It's broken. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's um. I, I would assume Blade, but yeah, I'm not gonna limit myself to to one thing and say that this is what it's leading to or who could be popping up in this series. I mean, for all we know, the end credit scene could be Atlantis, like I said, and just completely going out of left field, setting something else up that has nothing to do with this series. Cause we've seen that before too. Like, right. so yeah, it's, it's, it's possible. Anything's possible. I think right now. And that's the beauty of this. Like as far as like predictions for the next episode, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what they could be doing uh you know just knowing logistically that this is the third episode of a six episode series i mean we're not going to get anything crazy like as far as like a finale type of a situation i mean it's going to be like the tease if you will i guess of what it could be but uh historically episode three episode four they're not like you know it's kind of like you know episode three in Loki. It was kind of like low key, 
which is great, but <laughs> very uh, slow paced, I guess you could say. Um, I don't see that with this series. I don't think any of these episodes will be slow paced, which I think is what it needs to be. But yeah, it's just so hard to predict. Like, I have no idea, no clue what they could be doing in the next episode. But that's what makes it fun. Right. I I really I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> My brain hurts. Yeah. Um, How many times have you seen each episode? Just the once or twice for the first one, once for the second one. Okay. Um, I'm going to watch the second one again when I get to my hotel tomorrow and then get ready for the third. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, I'm enjoying it. Uh, to be honest, I, I'm not able to talk as much about it um, compared to the other shows because I'm just like limited on not only background knowledge, but like, where is this going? Um, well, this is the first series that you've had where it's a, like a brand new character. Like we've had brand new characters introduced like with Hawkeye, yeah. but you still have Clint Barton, you know, like this is brand new. Yeah. This is like, whoa. So yeah. I'm, I'm fascinated by it. I just, I'm hoping that, uh, it continues on the, the route it's going and the Egyptian themes are, are a lot of fun. (laughs) I'm super excited to get into the next episode and see where they go with it. Um, God, I've had predictions and they've been pretty good in the past series, but I, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. I, it's I, just not, it's a bad idea. Yeah. I, I got a feeling like where it will end, but that's about it. I don't have anything for episodes three. I don't have anything for episode four. I just got a feeling that like, yeah, throw it out there. Mark Spector's just going to f- find out a way to be tied to Kanshu to where his girlfriend doesn't become the avatar where he's exclusively Conchu's avatar. Some sort of yeah, some sort of like agreement where he gets like a bigger percentage of the the pie. Maybe <laughs> like he's yeah, like, maybe. hey, I I've proven myself to you. Yeah, I even defied your former um, son or avatar, whatever you want to call that. Um, so let me in, give me some of this power for myself to control, so I don't have to go through you as much. Maybe or yeah, something like that. Yeah, that would be interesting, and that would give him a little bit more control over both versions of himself, I would think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the character's fascinating. Um, I'm glad they didn't go with three different people because I would be even more confused. <laughs> yeah, that um, would be maybe just one day, too much. Yeah, It's it's pretty cool. I, I am very – I would love to see this character interact with other heroes yeah, I think that's coming. Right now, he's not a hero. Obviously, he's still getting into his own shoes. Mm-hmm. But I think it's coming. It's very interesting. One day. Yeah, I think we will see him. I, I'm very. We talked about this too. I, I, I definitely think we're gonna get like a new defenders situation, uh, because I think they're gonna. Obviously, there's been talks of a reboot of Daredevil, or like a season four of Daredevil because it's mm-hmm. now on Disney Plus. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of stuff going around. There's a lot of stuff, you know, getting Blade, which Blade wasn't in that Defenders thing at all. Uh, so, you know, it's not on Disney Plus. What's that? Any of the Spider-Mans. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that drives me so crazy because I was sad. excited to watch it. The new one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, you have to like order some new streaming service or something because Sony still owns it. Yeah. They don't have any of the Spider-Man. It's um, so whack. I That's the one thing. So that drives me a little bit crazy. Yeah. And Hulk. Hulk's I don't even understand Plus, why they wouldn't want to give Disney that because they, they get they get so much money from this deal. They do. But whatever. So, yeah, I don't know if we'll see him interacting. They got their own thing over there, the three Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, just a video of Tobey Maguire at a concert, at Bill, Billy Eilish's concert. I did not. He was like, the guy filming him, he had a camera on him, and you could see Toby just standing completely still, staring at the camera from like, <laughs> like 70 <laughs> yards away. Anytime there's a camera on him, his spidey senses kick in, and he That's like great. stares it down. That's great. Fascinating. I think we will get the that interaction, though, because I think um, the way things are going with uh, oh, Kit Harrington 
who will be uh what's his name? Is his name the Black Knight? Can't remember. Red Knight? No. Uh but that character interacting with <laughs> Moon Knight potentially How many and are Blade. You to have in one series? There's knights everywhere. There's Why the there Dark Knight. No <laughs> oh, that's a different word. Yeah. Moon Knight, the Black Knight, Blade, Daredevil. I think they'll yeah, and potentially Spider-Man having conversation with them at some point if that if that is allowed, but uh, because I think most of those stories take place in New York, so yeah. First London superhero, yeah. Well, MCU. Hmm. I mean, is it? Spider-Man spent some time over there, but yeah, Captain Britain? Question mark. Like, is that does that count? Is he gonna be a thing? Because if he's going to be a thing, he would have already been a thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, but in the MCU, it's yeah. not present at the moment. No. Even though there's, what's her name? Uh, Margaret. Mm-hmm. But I think, well, that's Maggie, the interesting Peggy, thing is whatever. that, like, uh, I mean, technically, Stephen Grant isn't the superhero. He's just a, because Mark Spector is the sole. Yeah, where's Mark from? Chicago. Okay, because he called him an American, which yeah. is funny because he didn't know anything about him except he <laughs> owned a lot of firearms and had a lot of money and did illegal <laughs> things. Yeah. He said the yeah. American inside of me. <laughs> yeah. that That's so hilarious. He's from Chicago. Interesting. Yeah. Mark I'm Spector sure he told me that when we were talking about Batman at one point. but Yeah, because cool. once again, that's another. So wait a second. <laughs> that man goes back home. To the bean and all that stuff? No, no. I mean, dude, he's a mercenary. He's not, like, actually tied to Chicago. He's just from there. You know what I mean? Like, but he doesn't you... live there? No. Where he's... does he live? Well, people like that are, like, rogue. They just kind of bounce from place to place. Yeah. I'll, all right, I'll accept that. Yeah. Because I was like, does this this man does not catch, like, Southwest. <laughs> no, no. Kill people and then yeah. fly back and then put ankle restraints on. <laughs> That's an insane schedule. He's a werewolf. Yeah. Is what this character is. Yeah. I mean, it's literally a werewolf. Um, Which is funny because that QR code. Which one? There's a QR code in episode one. If you scan it, it's actually like the first appearance of Moon Knight. You get a free digital copy or something like that. Where was that? It's in the museum scene where he's talking to the girl. Gotcha. Yeah. Never thought about that. Yeah. Pretty neat. It's so crazy that they can just do that now. Like, yeah, they can just yeah, add a yeah. QR code anywhere it's on a wild. screen, and people are just like, oh, let me scan that. Yeah, I mean, we did it at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Crypto. Broke, broke the website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was crypto.com, I think, or Coinbase, <laughs> actually. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 wild. Well, I, I can't wait for the next episode. Um, It's getting better. Hopefully, this just continues on the run it's on, and we get to explore this character even further Mm. um we will keep the coverage coming to you guys we'll have um how far away is dr strange two uh four weeks is it really yeah why does it feel like every time we check the schedule it gets further away well it's it's tied down now like it's locked in yes so it's not really going anywhere now which is good. all right i'll accept that yeah Cool. So I'm we excited got for Strange that. Before too long, and then we'll have Thor around the corner. The show Thor, and then I would assume She-Hulk is around the corner too. The, yeah, probably uh, late summer, early fall. Isn't there assume. like a? Uh, there's another show somewhere in there. There might be. There's the Marvels. Oh my um, gosh! Uh, what's her name? Uh, Miss Marvel. Yeah, Miss Marvel. Yeah, I think, I think that's the next Ms. one. Miss Marvel right? are coming out this year. Yeah. She Hulk was originally thought to be the first series of this year, so yeah. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, I have no clue. I haven't even heard anything about like they being shot or anything like that yet. Either. So they got the the girl, but uh, Blade. Yeah, Blade. Blade will be around Blade the corner. Though. Yeah, two twenty-three, right? Something like that. What's crazy is Captain America 4 is going to be 2023, apparently. When was that announced? It was announced like the, what was it, the day of the final episode? They said 2023. They said 2023. Yeah. 
So they might have shot quite a bit oh for that movie, that show to have to carry over for the movie, and knowing that they were doing a movie. Fantastic Four, we're, we're still assuming is like 2023, 20, 24, 24, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, uh, I mean, it could be twenty five. I don't cool. know, but well, we got a got a good year coming up. Oh my gosh, yeah, we had be a lot of fun. Two most anticipated movies to me in a long time right now. So, well, thank you everybody for listening. We will talk to you talk to you next time, and we got a lot of stuff coming out. So <laughs> stay with us. Peace. <laughs>